welcome to episode one of the Five Point Move podcast. I'm Tim Hans, the founder and senior editor of Five Point Move. And with me is my co-host, 1995 world champ and 1996 Olympic silver medalist, Dennis Hall. Dennis, uh, how are you doing so far tonight? Doing great. Just uh, started with freestyle and Greco for my youth wrestling club, so things are going good. Okay, good. Well, we're going to get to that in a sec. Um, an alert to listeners, just so there is no confusion. This podcast is going to focus primarily on Greco-Roman wrestling in the United States. We're not really um, all too interested in what's going on elsewhere in the next 45 minutes to an hour or, or however long this episode lasts. Uh, maybe from time to time other topics sneak in, but uh, yeah, I wouldn't bet on it. Um, there are a few topics we need to hammer out currently, such as beginning to preview some of the weights for next month's World Team Trials. Uh, in addition, we'd also like to talk about coaching at the age group level. Obviously, that's something Hall knows a lot about. Uh, it's an especially poignant subject right now because everyone's about done doing top-bottom folk-style drills, and uh, the Greco season is set to begin for school-age competitors. Uh, we'll try to transition as smoothly as we can, um, and while we hope the sound quality is decent, if it isn't, don't worry. Uh, we'll, I don't know. I guess we'll improve going forward. All right, let's hit it. Uh, I, I think, Cole, what I want to talk about first is uh, 98 kilos in the U.S., where just a few months ago, this looked to be kind of a problem area for this country in terms of depth, but... That might not be the case anymore. Uh, 2014 world team member and the guy who won the Olympic trials last year, Joe Rao, he's now back. You've got Tracy Hancock, obviously, the 19-year-old phenom who's the number one guy right now. Uh, Hayden Zilmer, uh, who's met Hancock, I think, what, one, two, three, three different times already. Yep. Uh, Daniel Miller, we're going to get to Daniel Miller in a second. Enoch Francis, he had an impressive national tournament. It's just that there are some bodies here all of a sudden. Um, I don't know. I think Rao was kind of interesting. Um, let me ask you this. Now, Rao, it, you figure Rao's been out since May. He goes and gets knee surgery. During the time he's out, Hancock, who made the national team at the trials last year, he goes, he wins, you know, I don't know, 90% of everything he's been in since last year, I think, uh, pretty much. I think he's dropped maybe in total three or four matches um, since 2016. He lost in Sweden uh, in the finals, I believe, at the Malerkupen. He lost, uh, I think, one match at the Clubs Cup. He lost at Zagreb. But other than that, he's been kind of dominant. Um, and then obviously I know you know Zilmer pretty well. You know that as yeah. well. So <clears throat> my question is kind of about Rao. Uh, Rao's interesting to me because, you know, he's a 2014 world team member. Um, he had a pretty decent campaign in 2015. 2016, he goes, he beats Kaylor Williams, I guess, what, one, two, three, four times. Um, he comes right out at the NYAC tournament, beats him in the finals a month later or so at the Nationals. 
a tournament, I, you know, uh, he did not have to enter. He goes and he beats him again. And then, obviously, he takes the back two of the best of three of the trials. Now, with Rao's kind of pedigree, uh, lack of a better term, you know, success, experience, whatever, would somebody like Rao be considered, uh, I don't want to say a favorite. Let me put it to you this way. We know that he's been out with an injury. He just came back in Hungary uh, over the weekend. You know, and he, he looked okay. I thought he looked okay. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, his sure. first opponent's a bronze medalist, you know, whatever. But um, is Rao somebody you would look at as being, lack of a better term, behind the eight ball uh, going into the trials next month, uh, considering the, the ground that Hancock and even, you know, sort of out of nowhere Zilmer has taken? A lot of it comes down to uh, styles. You know, if, if his style matches up good with other guys in the United States, he's okay. I, You know, he's got enough experience under his belt where I don't see it as a problem. Hopefully he's healthy enough to make a good run at, at the world team trials and, and do well. You know, he's he's been in pressure pressure situations before, so I think he's... He's fine with where he's at. He's just hopefully everything's healthy on his body and he's able to go 110%. Okay, so let me ask you this then. What if he didn't compete in Hungary, okay? What if he didn't compete in Hungary over the weekend and then he's out from whatever? Now, I mean, he was training through the summer and he was training with, a, you know, whatever, Olympic team camp and stuff yeah. like that. But as, as far as being competitive, let's say he's out from May of 2016 until late April of 2017. Would 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 that make any difference to you? Do you like not even worry about the fact that he came back this weekend in Hungary? Does that mean anything? No. I, I don't know. No, I don't think it means a thing. It means that he thinks he's ready to come back, and and that's the most important thing in any athlete's mind is overcoming injuries and and getting healthy and. When you're healthy, you, you know, you tend to believe in yourself and, and you have the confidence that you can go out and win whatever you compete in. All right. Well, without doing a, a breakdown, you know, because I don't, I don't want to do that now, like a breakdown of, you know, what would happen, you know, if Rao meets Tracy uh, in the finals or if Rao meets Zilmer. I mean, yeah, they're going to wrestle. That's what's going to happen. Well, but you know what I'm saying. Like, I, I don't want to even... Hey, no not... breakdown. You know what? Let the fur fly and let them battle. That's it. I, I ain't into making predictions. They got to go out there. They got to battle. And the best guy's going to win on a given day. Did you say let the fur fly? Yeah. Oh, well, that, that fur is going to fly. Exactly. I mean, Hancock will be the one seat, right? Should so. Be. Well, let's let's go with Daniel Miller for a second. Daniel Miller, to me, is one of the more confounding wrestlers in the country. Here's a guy who, if you just look at him, he looks as close to being prototypical uh, for 98. He's a little, maybe he's a little bit on the short side, I guess. I don't, I don't know if that's even the case. But you you watch him wrestle. And you just you could see that he's he's 
a good athlete. Um, he's got body awareness. He looks eager to get in positions to score from. But he doesn't light it up here, okay? There's no national titles under his belt. There's nothing, you know, major. Yet, you put Daniel Miller overseas, and he's different, okay? He, he, he's, I, I wouldn't say he's necessarily more aggressive, but it may be a better way to say that would be that his aggression pays off more, uh, maybe. Um, he's got a bronze uh, from Paris uh, that, he, that he took, I think, in January. And then over the weekend in uh, Hungary, he goes, he texts out his first guy. Uh, the next round he wrestles Georgia. This dude from Georgia looks like he was genetically engineered to break houses with his fists. Okay? And Miller goes ahead. Uh, the guy locks up a throw. Miller readjusts and instead re-throws him, so to speak. Um, there's probably a technical word for it. I have no idea what it is. It's not the point. Miller winds up decking him, uh, and then I, I think he lost. He lost in the semis to uh, the to Belarus, the bronze medalist. And then in the in the match for bronze, he's wrestling Germany. He's down five to three with forty seconds left or so, maybe less. And he comes in off a tie. He gets right to the body. Gets on a high dive. Drives the guy right, right to his back at a, at the edge for uh, four points. Wins the match eight to five. Uh, well, he got a step out point. You know, whatever. It's, I don't know, five ten seconds after they reset. So, uh, let's talk about Miller for a second because uh, you've probably seen this uh, before in your career. We don't see it a whole ton uh, as of recently, but you know, what do you what do you say about a wrestler who just he's Look, you, you watch him here, and you could tell he's capable. Okay, there's no argument. Yep. At the same time, he's not collecting medal. I mean, I, I what he t I think he took seventh at the nationals. <clears throat> he lost in the armed forces championships to uh, Mesa from the army. As a matter of fact, he got teched in that match. He goes overseas, and he's different. Um, I don't know. I don't know how to explain these things too well. Uh, do you? I little bit. You know, I think in the United States we sh we shut down a lot more in the United States when we're wrestling in national competitions. A lot of guys do, and it's it's harder to score. I think because everybody's holding position and they're not opening up as much as they could be to um, try and try and score uh and overseas these guys are coming at you they're opening up a little bit and that's where opportunities come into play but if if like if you watch in the united states when guys tie up their feet quit driving and overseas when those guys are tying up they're driving in and and you're able to off balance or move them more in the united states it's kind of more cat and mouse compared to overseas where these guys are coming and they're trying to score points. In the United States, it's it's a little bit more trickery in trying to outsmart your opponent. Yeah, I mean, I think some of what happens in the U.S. too is that, I mean, just 
these things also turn into pummel fests. Uh, I think that I, I think Coach Linland said it uh, on one of the weekly reports on Five Point is uh, you know the officiating plays a role in that too. You know these officials don't necessarily uh, get on the athletes the way that they probably should. That's part of it, but you know what? I mean, it's up to the athletes to make the change and and open guys up. You know, if a guy's shut down, you got to go harder. You got to find ways to get them to open. And a lot of it is is you know they guys are waiting for the passivities and they don't want to take chances. I mean, in any type, any given match, you should be hitting two solid attacks and. In a minute go. So you got how many attacks in a six-minute match? You should have 12 attacks, at legitimate attacks. And I think we don't do that. Our level changes in the United States. You know, we don't see guys uh, hitting slide-bys, high-dives, um, you know, uh, going for the back off a of two-on-one. We just, we're not um, at the point where we're attacking the way we we could be. You know, we we want to be safe, and I think you know the guys that are attacking are the guys that are winning. You know, it's almost yeah. like you got to train two styles. You got to train to beat the guys from the U.S., and then you got to train change and wrestle a different style overseas. Wow, well, see, that's interesting. If only because I, you know what, you talk to. 80% of the athletes in this country, and they'll say, well, I'm not trying to beat the number one guy in the U.S. I'm trying, trying to train to beat the number one guy in the world. And, you know, after a while, it just becomes repetitive, okay? But I, I think it was, um, maybe it was Alex Sancho who said something very similar. He said that you have to train to beat the U.S. guys first, okay? Otherwise, you're not going to make the team to beat the world guys, Um you know, uh, but that seems like to be sort of a dichotomy as well, at least so far as your training is concerned, because then by the time you train to beat the guys in the U.S., you know, in grinding, you know, in grinding, you know, sometimes, if not often, at least in the finals of these things, uh, you know, passivity-filled pummel fests, you know what what happens what you make a transition once training camp starts it's like okay now we start opening up more i don't i mean is that how it works i don't know i don't know i always train the same way but it was always always trying to get after guys and put points on the board and off balance and and just keep guys on their toes and and always having to recover and i think a lot of times though people worry about the points and about winning in the United States because they know if they don't win here, they don't get a chance overseas. So I think they're a little more cautious. So you mean they're wrestling tight? Tight, for sure. Yeah, I mean, I think that's I think that's pretty obvious. Um, you know, it's it's funny because. I mean, you look at overseas. A lot of these guys have their chest up. They're digging on their hooks. They're going after two-on-ones. They're reaching a little bit. You know, the overseas athletes, 
but they're attacking, and that's why we're able to score sometimes. But, you know, for the guys that are attackers, you know, and, and wrestle that style, but for the guys that ain't attackers, that's where we get into trouble because you give up an underhook, you know, and a guy gets a deep underhook overseas, you're in big trouble. I mean, I knew that I couldn't let those guys get to their ties. You know, I had, I had to physically abuse them and, and snap them and push them and, and club them and rough them up and, and take their oxygen away to be able to score on them because technically I wasn't as good as them. And I think that's where we need to go. What do you mean you think that's where we need to go? I, th I You know, think about it, man. I'm coaching the youth club right now. And I got one month to get our kids ready for a state Greco tournament. Tell me how I'm supposed to do that, because I haven't got a clue, you know. But, you know, they're growing up, you know, 9, 10 years old in a Greco room, five days a week, two practices a day. You know, how do you catch them technically? Uh -uh. I mean, I don't know. I would think that at least in that situation, there's kind of an even playing field, no? You know, the uh, what, I mean, all the other kids around the state, they're not doing it a full year either, right? Yeah, but it sucks. It's, it's you know, it doesn't show the Greco skills. You know, I I don't know. It's frustrating because it's hard to, hard to get kids to um, commit to it for one month out a year, and then they forget about it for the 11 other months you know and that's that's our problem with greco in the united states is we don't have year-round greco programs and that are able to coach kids year-round you know three four days a week if we did we'd be one of the best countries in the world i mean it it's no wonder why we're so good in freestyle oh well <laughs> yeah i mean i've said this before I think uh, it seems like every Olympic year that this this whole this whole debate gets ratcheted up. You know, the whole you know let's 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 erase folk style off the face of the earth. Let's just do Greco freestyle all year round, which we all know is not going to happen. But that's not the point. Um, my thought on it is, I have no problem. At, you know, as as somebody who you know devotes outside of God and family, all their energy to, you know, promoting this sport. I have no problem with folk style at all. Um, zero. I, 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 I wouldn't say I love it, at least not anymore. But um, I, don't, I don't think that's the – I don't think that the that's the main issue. Is uh, People keep making it as if it's – you know, folk style is the problem, and we need to replace folk style. No, I, I just don't think you need to wrestle it 11 months out of year or 8, 9 months out of year. I mean, we need to identify good Greco-Roman talent early and try and pull them away and get them to commit more time to Greco. Well, yeah, I mean, that's, that's my, that kind of where I was going is that you know what? My daughter's what? She's five. Okay, I can go and sign my kid up for karate, taekwondo, judo, jujitsu. Um, you know, 
I, I, whatever, kickboxing, yep. Aikido, I don't know, name a bunch of martial arts. Uh, but if it's November and I want her to wrestle, let's say, or she wants to wrestle, better put, well, what? She's got one choice. That one choice, buddy. That's it. Okay? Why? What? We, we can only offer one style of wrestling in this country for most of the year. That's it? That, you know? That's where we're at. I mean, that that's reality. And that that's what's hard. You know, I'm... I, I'd love to offer Greco 12 months out of the year, but, you know, if I get five kids wrestling Greco, that's, for me, I mean, I, I'm a I'm a club coach, and that's how I make a living. I'd starve to death, you know, and it's tough, you know. I mean, even though I'd love to do it, it, it feasibly, economically, I, it doesn't make sense for me, you know. I I don't know, it's tough. Um, you know, and, and to have five guys, you got to have five guys that are close in weight. Otherwise, you can't run a practice. Oh, yeah, but you know what? If there were, well, I mean, this is all systematic stuff. But uh, if there were competitions to train for, that would change the complexion, wouldn't it? I, I agree, mean, but you're never going to change that right now with the way things are in the United States. I mean, you have preseason nationals starting in October, and then you have postseason nationals, which is uh, beginning in the next month in Cedar Falls. I mean, it, so yeah, how many months? And I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but it, it's tough. Oh, it's I mean, a bad thing. Come on. <laughs> Dude, it's a bad thing. <laughs> we don't need 15 freaking I agree. I mean, Come I, on. I think I think we could use more Greco and more freestyle personally. I mean, it would help us, you know. And I know freestyle is having a lot of success, but Greco is a whole different animal, man. It's a, it's a different sport, different breed of athletes, you know. And it's to me, it's it's so much different than folk style, the freestyle, than the folk style, the Greco. You can't even compare it. No, I, I, it's it's almost like a specialized skill. You know, it's almost like changing from uh, wrestling to taekwondo. I mean, it's the same thing almost. Yeah, it's different. All it's different, different skill sets. Yeah, but but then again, you also, I mean, there are an awful lot of. There's an awful lot of guys who will say, well, wrestling is wrestling, you know? Yeah. Go overseas and wrestle Greco. <laughs> well, look, I'm just I'm just throwing it up if you no, want. No, I hear you. I, I mean, they'll say wrestling's wrestling. I, I get it, you know, and that's what I tell kids to get them to try Greco and to try freestyle wrestling. I said, it doesn't matter. Wrestling's wrestling. But the reality is, is there's a ton of different skill sets. And unless you're investing the time day in and day out, you know, and, and you're drilling those things for Greco, you know, they don't, they're not natural within a month of competition. So it's tough. I, I schedule one night a week during my kids club season specifically for upper body. I call it upper body. I don't call it Greco. We're learning how to control underhooks. We're learning how to wrestle from clinch position, from 
two-on-ones from over-under position. It's all upper body. I let them touch the legs if, if they get to it from an upper body tie. But it's all upper body. Yeah, see, that's a, yeah, right. But that's a smart way to do it, though. Okay, because now you're not scaring anybody off. You know, you're not, yeah. especially, I hate to say, well, I don't hate to say, what do I care? But, like, you know, the parents, you know, a lot of times it's the parents who want their kids, like, you know, suffering and folks out, too. Yeah. You know, because they're afraid. I they're mean, the afraid. funny part is my upper body nights are are a busy night in club. I mean, I, the room's pretty full on upper body nights, and the kids really enjoy it. And the skill set that I teach in upper body translate well to controlling ties, learning how to set guys up. Because reality is, is you don't have the time to teach everybody that. Um, so it's nice to have one night dedicated to teaching upper body wrestling. Wait a minute. So, right, you have upper body club. Do you have upper nice. body club 12 months a year? I have it... Uh, um, during my youth kit, youth club from November until May. Okay. Do you find that the kids who attend upper body club, they're the obviously would I would think would be the ones who transition over to Greco the easiest? Yes, for sure. Of course. Right. Yeah. Okay. But I mean, even the guys that, you know, just started, they enjoy it a lot. You know, they, they. For some reason, the guys like throwing, you know, kids like to throw, and it's great to have the kids at a younger age because trying to teach a guy that's in high school how to back arch is nearly impossible. Why? Because they, they just don't, number one, they have fear. They're afraid, oh, if I throw, you know, and I mess up, I'm going to get caught on my back. You know, a young kid, a uh, a first or second grader, they'll do anything. They're fearless. Huh. Yeah, I guess that's true. Uh, I mean, I'm sure it's true. Go in, their, go in their college room and grab a guy that doesn't wrestle freestyle or hasn't wrestled any Greco and, and have him back arch and have him do, do some throws. You'll see what I'm talking about. Yeah, well, I mean that that I mean, that's just piling on, isn't it? Because uh, I mean, look at look at the world team trials procedures. You know, they're uh, they they're very welcoming to uh, college wrestlers, but how many are going to show up? I don't know. Not many. You know, Probably I, not many. It would be. Nice to see some of those college guys give Greco a try. We could use some depth in the United States. You know, there's how many guys that have probably won junior nationals wrestling in college right now. Oh, well. You know, I. it would be nice to get some of those athletes. You know, not saying that they beat the guys we have, but it would, it would add the depth and it would make our number one and number two and three guys train a little bit harder. Not that they're not training hard, but. No, it's nice to be pushed. You know what? Iron sharpens iron. Right. We, no, you, you, that's a whole other topic for another episode, I guess. But, yeah, absolutely. Um, right. Because what if, you know, the, 
maybe it's because I'm a chain thinker, I guess. The way I see it is the more college guys come out, okay, they practice, they start training for the world team trials now. So, you know, let's say it's a D1 qualifier because if you're yep. just a D1 qualifier, you, you earn a berth to the, the trials. So you train for a month and maybe, maybe you go into the trials and, and it doesn't go well. Okay. Maybe it doesn't. Maybe you run into somebody first round. You know, obviously the odds of you running into a full timer are pretty high. So you go ahead and, and it doesn't go well. But all of a sudden, you you have a whole new lease on life. You become interested in this, and now you have another path of competition after your folk style career ends. Um, and I think that's something that kind of gets missed every now and again. It's that like you know what you don't have to be afraid because nobody's expecting anything big out of you now exactly you know put your feet in there and and give it a try you know i mean you're not going to get your neck broke you know odds are sports say yeah i can't say you won't for sure but (laughs) (laughs) but you know just if you if you give it a try you know it would be nice to see clark give it a try oh yeah you know i mean he had a nice body lock on Brands. Yeah, it was pretty good. Exactly. He had I mean, confidence, I, he, too. He went to his toes, too. So that was pretty cool. You know, and, and I, you know, you get guys like that, that would, you know, add some depth. And, you know, I don't know. I just wish we could get guys like that because that, it's going to make, it would make wrestling, Greco in the United States, you know, I, you look at all the college guys and a lot of our medalists from Fort Greco, a lot of them were college wrestlers, you know. Um, yeah, yes, Paulson, Linlin, uh, Justin, Reese, um, you know, uh, uh, Rulon. Um, I think Kafari wrestled in college too, you know. Sean Sheldon, uh, another one. Mike Foy wrestled in college, another medalist. I mean, you look at our medalists, a lot of them have a college wrestling background. So it can be done, and uh, that's where a lot of our medalists came from. You know, I know now that we have the program up in northern Michigan, um, that's a pipeline that's that's working okay, you know, doing pretty good. Um, You know, but... uh, I think we're missing out on a ton of the college athletes that that have good potential, but they I think part of it is is they're afraid they they'll get not afraid they'll get beat, but they don't want to take the lumps. You know, one year in a Greco in a Greco room for any of the Division One guys, and they pick it up. I mean, they'd be they'd they'd be ready to battle. You know, the guys that have done Greco in the past, at least. When you say one year in the room, do you, are you talking like if somebody was to transition full-time? Yeah, for sure. I mean, it, it would take, you know, um, you know, there was talk about Dake possibly making a transition a couple years ago. And uh, I said, I mean, I, I went out on a limb and I said he'd t- have to take a, probably a year to two years of full-time training before he makes a team, you know. I said... There's just so much to learn, but at the same time, you know, it would pay off, would have paid off for him. He'd 
be able to go out and get medals, you know. Guy's got yeah. skills. No, he's a yeah, he's a, a talented athlete. Yeah. Not just a wrestling athlete. I mean, you look at somebody like him, <clears throat> somebody like Dake, and he would have been successful probably in any sport he chose. Uh, you know, he. I mean, as so long as like height isn't yeah. necessarily a requirement. But I mean, he was. He's a superb athlete. Do you know uh, Gabe Dean's plans? Do I know Gabe Dean's plans? I have no idea what Gabe Dean's plans are. No, I was just curious because his uh, dad, Dave, and I were good friends. He, Dave, uh, was a Greco guy from Minnesota, you know, training yeah. up in Minnesota. And right, right, right. We'll call him know? up. No, I hear you. I should call him up. Yeah, Get I mean, involved. It's nice that they got the program out in Cornell. You know. Well, yeah, we need more of them. Yep. You know, start. Uh... Start putting them at all four corners of the country. You know, look at Florida. Florida's got uh, Florida has Florida undercover is a pretty pretty damn good Greco state. You know, yeah, for sure. Agreed. It's uh, a lot of athletes. Yeah, it doesn't get enough attention. It really doesn't. You know, you look at Fargo every year. You got you know, there's Florida kids all over the place. Yep. Not that I put a ton of stock into what happens at Fargo necessarily, but uh, but Florida's tough. Yeah, I don't get it. It's a pretty small state too, isn't it? Yeah, population is good though. What with Disney World and all that? <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. <laughs> all right. Well. What you call? Why not move on a little bit to? Uh, I want to just double back. Uh, yeah, we got we got a little time left. Why, I want to double back to uh, what you said earlier uh, about transitioning the uh, age group athletes. You know, whatever school boys and cadets. You know, first year juniors. I don't know. Um, when you have new. I don't want to say new, new, because chances are if they go to your club, they're not exactly new, new. But um, what is – if you talk to the athletes yourselves and you're, and you're talking to, let's say, a 14-year-old or something like that, what is the one thing uh, they seem to express the most reservation about when it comes to Greco competition? I've uh, never done it before. I don't know the rules. I, I, I'm not – good at throwing i don't know the positions i'm not comfortable it's okay, all so, those things and so what outside of the whole i guess two sides at your mouth saying wrestling is wrestling parts um what, what how do you kind of massage them through do you, that do you know how to collar tie and do you know how to get a two-on-one if you know those two things, you can wrestle Greco. You know, I just I, and then we get them in the over unders, we get them in the underhooks, and and getting them in the body lock positions. It's it's just you got to start with one position they're comfortable in, and transition them into other positions. All right. So in other words, you kind of build from it too. Yeah, you gotta. I mean, I'm not going to put him in a body lock. I mean, tonight I had guys that had never wrestled Greco before, but we did two minutes of Greco. I said, guys, if 
If your partner has never wrestled Greco, don't you can't throw. Get to the body lock on your partner and just, you know, that's a point. And then break and then start over. You know, so, I mean, you got to watch out because I, I want the safety of the athletes. Well, do you have any kids um, at your club? Obviously, we're not going to mention names of minors here. Yeah. But do you have any kids at your club who are okay? They're okay at Scholastic uh, folk style. I'm from New Jersey. I yeah. grew up calling it Scholastic. Um, yeah. But uh, do you have any kids who are good, but de- maybe not awesome at folk style, but yet they get to Greco and they're much better? Uh, I got a lot of them. I'm you probably do. I'm probably different that way than a lot of other clubs just because my specialty is Greco. I mean, I, you know, right now I do one night of freestyle and two nights of Greco. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that wouldn't fly uh, in other parts of the country. I don't care if it flies or not. That's what I do. I'm running it. And uh, you know what? These kids all benefit from learning upper body positions. I mean, how many folk style guys get in a bad position and get thrown, you know? Well, Happens yeah. all the time. Sure it does. Yes, it does. It's a... Uh... I always tell the guys, I said, you know what? You might not be as good as a guy in folk style. It takes him five takedowns and escapes, and it takes one throw from you. Yep. That's, uh, that was something uh, Saeed Cogbo said. Uh, last year, uh, my guy uh, M.A. interviewed him at the yeah. College Greco Duels, and he said, uh, I, "He said essentially, not for, you know, paraphrasing. Yeah. He likes knowing that if he's down by a few points late in a match, he he is the one out of the two of them who has the ability to throw the guy. For sure, you know, and that's yeah. that's an edge to have. That's you know, that's a you know, I would have." Uh, I think that's a mental edge to have. I mean, the great part was I was at my youth state tournament for folk style. One of my wrestlers, he, uh, you know, hit a beautiful uh, lateral drop, man. I mean, it was picture perfect. Should be on a highlight reel. The guy's an animal at the lateral. But, you know, I mean, he was. it was a tight match. That popped the match wide open for him. Yeah, I mean, and what I don't think there's anything wrong with having to sell Greco that way either. You know, if the way that we have to grow it in this country is by saying to the folk style audience, here, here's another weapon for you to be better at hey, folk style. Hey, mind if I say the kid's name? I don't care what you do. I'm proud of him for throwing it. It was uh, Kale Roth. Kale Roth? Yeah. Okay. He's a, he's a, he loves upper body, man. How old's Cal Roth? Uh, he's, I believe he's in sixth grade. Oh, sixth grade. Holy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hear you. It's good. I, he's, uh, he's a big upper body guy. He, I mean, a guy can shoot, too. He's, he's well-rounded. But, you know, if, if he'd have his choice of wrestling five days a week, Greco, I think he'd pick that. Yeah, well, you know. 
Uh, in a perfect world, I guess. Yep. You know, move them somewhere. Send them to Armenia. <laughs> <For> sure. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you, you, you might not have heard this, but uh, they, they moved, um, I shouldn't say moved, Last year, I just mentioned the college record duels. Uh, they took place at, they were uh, sponsored in part by the Wrestlers and Business Network. Yep. Um, Teague Moore uh, was involved uh, in this uh, event. Uh, Joe Russell. I think That's you know awesome. These yeah, 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 for sure. All right. That's awesome. Yeah, superb. Anyway, so what happened is, is that uh, last year, it was a two-day event. Okay, on Sat this all took place at George Mason. On Saturday, they had you know the freestyle duels. Okay, and it's all college yep. club teams, right? Saturday was the freestyle duels. I, I forget how many teams, but let's say a dozen and a half or so. I don't know, yeah. somewhere in that neighborhood. Might have been less, but I don't think it was. Next day is Greco. Only like four stuck around, I believe. Okay, That's this the year. Problem. Well, here's no. The problem gets worse. Okay. Then this year, they extinguished it. Okay. They're still having the college Greco duels, but hey, Greco, a college, I shouldn't call it college Greco duels. Obviously, they're still having the college duels, but Greco, sadly, is no longer part of the curriculum. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Go figure. Oh, go figure. Right. Yeah. You know. And then you wonder why there's always a big threat after the Olympics. Right, right. No, we want to diminish opportunities in this country. You know. I mean, it's off-season. Why can't you let them just go have fun for a weekend and let the guys try it, you know? Well, you I know mean, what? I mean, it's neat that they did it last year. Oh, Give them credit oh, for I trying. thought it was awesome. I thought it was going to be this awesome thing. Um, however, this is a very good opportunity for you to do something right now, if you do not mind. Uh, Lord knows I'm not enough beers in to do it myself. Yeah. Um, Well, you figure last year in August or whenever it was, when did you, I don't remember what month it was when you did the two part interview for five point move. Uh, I don't remember. Whatever. It was yeah. end of August, early September, something in that yeah. neighborhood. Uh, you said something that I wound up catching flack from a bunch of knuckle. No, nah, I shouldn't say a bunch of knuckleheads. A couple of knuckleheads on Twitter. Uh, I would go further into uh, my name calling. I'll, I'll curb it for now. I have the right to return back to it later if I feel like it. Um, but uh, I was accused of trying to push an agenda by some myopic moron. Anyway, if those are your words, yeah. <laughs> not mine. <laughs> anyway, so... There ain't no agenda. It's just trying to promote Greco in the United States. I have no problem with trying to promote it. You know, the problem I have is with, with college coaches. I mean, I, had, I, was, <laughs> I was up in northern Michigan, and I had a college coach call me up and and tell me what am I doing trying to recruit uh, recruit that he had that said he was signed with him and I 
I said, well, the guy told me he wasn't signed with anybody, so I kept on calling him. I said, hey, if you got a problem with that, that's not my problem. I'm not governed under the NCAA rules. You know, I mean, it's ridiculous. You know, and I, I love the, I, I enjoyed watching the NCAs. You know, I, I just wish we could get some of their guys to, to wrestle Greco. You know, I mean, the NCAs were, were good. I had a good time watching them. I watched them with my kids. I watched them with some buddies, and, and uh, it was neat. It was a good time, but. At the same time, I, I wish some of the college coaches would be a little more open-minded on how Greco can help you. Okay. So and I'm not saying that they're totally against it, but, you know, they need to, you know, and I get their, I get that they, they get paid for producing college NCAA champions. I get it. I get it. They're all Americans, you know. They can lose their job if they don't. But I'll tell you, if... If a guy learns how to control an underhook properly, he ain't getting shot on. You know, if he learns a good front headlock where he can, you know, like uh, the one Dave Schultz used to do, he ain't going to, you know, get scored on. You know, know, over under, being able to have a five-point move in your back pocket if you're down is a good thing. I mean, you look at Gatson when he wrestled Snyder in the NCAA Finals and, and tossed him. And I'm not, I don't mean to say anything. Snyder's an animal, man. I give him all the respect in the world. He deserves it. He's a stud. But you know what? He got beat because he got thrown in the NCAA Finals. You know, upper body techniques work. I don't care whether you're wrestling folk style, freestyle, or Greco. They work. If you if you train them enough, so I think I think the upper body gets more of a bad rap in college. You know, the, the college coaches, you know, for some reason they they don't want their guys wrestling Greco in the off season. Yeah, but why? They see, I don't understand. I don't this. Me either. Me either. I. You know what? I'll never understand it. The nice thing is when I went to Madison, Andy Ryan was my coach, and I told him I'm going to wrestle Greco in the spring. And he allowed me to wrestle Greco, and it cut my college career short because back then they didn't give you a semester off if you made a world or an Olympic team. So I made my first world team when I was 19, you know, and I had to decide, go wrestle in the world championships or come back and stay in school, go to school, and skip the world's. You know, it wasn't a decision at 19, you know, that I was willing to give up on my dream of of wrestling at world championships for college. You know, now you can do that. Well, I mean, I don't know if there's a... Yeah, but there's might be, there's a difference between you 20-something some odd years ago, okay? Yeah, and a kid who doesn't have the same kind of I don't know same kind of color same kind of texture you know I mean it's one thing for you because that was a precedent that was set before you know you fast forward to 2017 these kids by and large and I don't want to hear all 
oh, how all these NCAA All-Americans did well at Fargo and all that stuff, because that means really, I mean, it's not irrelevant completely, but and Fargo Greco is not necessarily Greco, if I may say. But a lot of these kids today, what if somebody who's a sophomore in college, you know, maybe toiled around a little bit in Greco is in, in the age group level. All of a sudden, he's he realizes, you know what, maybe maybe I'm going to be an All-American, maybe, maybe. But he's not gonna. He's not going to be any finalist or anything like that. He goes, ah, you know what? Greco might be my best route to, you know, see further success and so on and so forth. I mean, just for myself, if I would have been able to wrestle in that World Championships and stay in school, you know, take a semester off, I would have taken a semester off, came back second semester, wrestled. You know. I mean, I was done with the World Championships, I think, in the middle of October. So I would have been able to come back, you know, probably, I don't know what the rules are today, but train in the uh, college room and find it, you know, get in shape so I'm ready at the beginning of the second semester. You know, so, I mean, you, you could do it, no problem. I, I just, you know... I don't think you have to give up on the college because, you know, but I, I think if if coaches would understand, you know, that, hey, give the guy, let the guys wrestle it. See how good they can be. You know, and that's one thing I give Andy credit for, Andy Ryan, who was a Badgers coach when I was there. He, he let me do what I wanted to do. I didn't even wrestle freestyle at the U.S. Open. I just wrestled Greco. You know that year, so. Right. Why would you have wrestled freestyle? Was that expected or something? I mean, a lot of the college coaches tell you you got to wrestle freestyle if you want to go out there to and wrestle Greco. They want you doing both styles. Oh, jeez, that's. But I mean, it, it's it's totally different now for us, you know, um, with the way our system is set up for Greco and. You know, our, our national tournament is in uh, December, which makes it tough for the college athlete, the college college wrestler, because, you know, they got one chance, you know, and, and their trials is in April now compared to back in the day when it was in June. Yeah, so but the trial time. procedures are extraordinarily accommodating to college yeah, but, wrestlers. Yeah, it is accommodating, but they got to look at kicking it back another month to give them a couple months to make adjustments. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, December seems... I mean, from my purview, December seems right on target. You're saying because of... You're saying because it's going to obviously eliminate the college guys. It ain't gonna, it, it eliminates the college guys from participating in it. I mean, how many matches? Okay, think about it. Okay? You have nationals in December, and I'm not questioning what Matt's doing. I'm, I'm just saying from overall uh, perspective on college coaches and college athletes, you know, if that's moved to April like it was in the past, They'll have a month and a half to wrestle at nationals, and then if the trials are in June, they have another. That gives them a four-month window or three-month window, whatever it is, to train. Now we get 
six, you know, five, four or five weeks to train Greco, and then if they get beat, they're done training Greco. Yes, that is... I mean, they can go to universities and things like that, but, I mean, we want to get these guys as much competition as we can get them. I don't know. I don't want to leave this conversation depressed, man. I mean... I'm not depressed. I'm just saying it like it is. Like, you know, trying to point out the good things and bad things. <laughs> you know, I I mean, our whole thing is we want more participation. Well, when you schedule nationals in December, you're not going to get the college guys to compete. Oh, so you welcome them into the trials if they're NCAA qualifier. Well, they got five weeks to get ready, and they know the other guy's been working the last 12 months. You know, huh? I mean, it doesn't make sense to me. Well, that's the system. No, that I is. agree. That is the system. But, you know, we're trying to welcome these guys and trying to get them in the system. You know, it, it's it's tough, you know. I mean, maybe maybe they don't look at maybe the college guys need to look at it differently. Okay, I'm gonna go wrestle at the at the trials, and uh, I'm gonna do what I can. But okay, I'm gonna go out to Colorado Springs and and wrestle in the Greco training camps. You know, talk to Coach Lindland and say hey, say hey, can I get can I get a spot at the uh, OTC dorms? You know, for the Greco training camp. I know I didn't do well at the trials, but can I come out? for your camps during the summer. If we can get them doing that, I say, okay, keep the system. Yeah, okay. Well, makes this sense? Is, yeah, it makes sense. It's above my pay grade. <laughs> <laughs> okay, my, my gig is not policy. Yeah, I hear you. Okay. Man, that's why I ain't coaching there either. Yeah, well, I mean, it's... What does it all come back to? You know, it all comes the back to love of the sport, man. Love nah, of the sport. Comes, yeah, it all comes back to uh, late March, April of every year. That's what it all comes back to. Well, yeah. Well, you had that. You had in Colorado. There was, um, I believe, the kids director in Colorado was trying to do that this year. I don't know how he made out with it. Um, I think his name is Jay Ivy. He okay. was. Uh, looking at having uh, Greco tournaments every month, you know, even during folk style. Wow. Yeah, that's a step. Yeah, right? that's a huge step. Right. Well, who's the chairman in that state, too? Yeah. Yeah, um, I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, Greco guy. Greco guy. We're talking about Joe Betterman, in case anybody is wondering. Um. Yeah, I wanted to get to another weight class tonight. I don't think we're going to do it, so I'm going to have to save it for next week. Sounds good. Yeah, yeah. sounds great. Maybe. Uh, maybe we should like. I mean, I'm not going to speak for you, okay? Because I, I didn't necessarily want to drink at the same time I was doing this. Yeah. Uh, at least not. I didn't want to like get drunk. While I was doing this, I wanted to maintain like at least an air of professionalism. Yeah, but uh, I'm 
at least on my end, I'm going to plan for better beer. <laughs> I hear you. I got a. It was my uh, my son's first birthday a couple months. No, nah, not a couple months ago. Last month, and so I bought. I just bought some beer to you know you, beer that you put yeah. in the fridge for when people yep, come. Oh yeah, yeah, yep. you want a beer? And I, I just, I really, I just didn't have it in me to buy like Coors Light or something like that. So I bought uh, Whole Garden, which is a beer okay. I like a lot. And I, and I bought Land Shark. And the only reason why I bought Land Shark, I'd never had it before. Yeah. Um, but I like Jimmy Buffett, so so I bought Land Shark. Yeah. And so I have all these Land Sharks laying around. And I just I grab one. It's, it's okay. It's nothing. I, I would want. Like I would, I would never order it if I was out. <laughs> Like I would never like rate, you know. Like I, I, I would almost feel weird about telling, you know, the, the server or the bartender, like, yeah, you know what? If you, if you have land shark on tap, you know what I mean? Like I don't want to do that. Yeah. You know, it's not even good enough to be an all else fails kind of beer. I would say. That maybe. I mean, I didn't mind it. I just, I don't know. I'm looking at the bottle now. I can't. It's a cool logo. Did you ever see the logo? It's got no, the shark fin coming out of the water. I'll text right. it to you. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. All right. So <clears throat> next week we'll crack open. Uh, we'll, we'll just start going in order with uh, 59 kilos, 66, uh, 71. Um, I, I'd like to start doing that because we're only going to have so many episodes, I guess, before the World Team Trials next yep. month. Um there will probably be other news to uh, address, I would reckon. Um, yeah. Uh, did you see the story about Nate Engel today? No, I didn't see it. Oh, Nate. Nate is uh, going back. Uh, he is coming uh, out back out of the shadows and on to, into competition. He's going to uh, participate in the uh, qualifiers this weekend for the 2017 Maccabee Games. Nice. Good yeah. Yeah, I think he, I think, well, he, well, he was in that in 2013. Yeah. I think he yeah. dominated through it practically. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so he's coming back. Nate's coming back. Good. Yeah, it is good. It's, uh. Yeah, I should see if he needs a coach. <laughs> you, call, you, you can call him up, man. <laughs> <laughs> he's going uh he going <laughs> he's going 57 that's yeah. his weight that's the uh, weight class 57 kilos yeah yep yeah that shouldn't I, be too bad for him 125 nah, and nah. a half yeah I, just a quick story i remember uh at first time he made i, I believe he made national team he's he's hurt man he's cutting weight hard we're in the sauna together. I'm up. I'm coaching at Northern Michigan, and uh, we're in the sauna together. And he's struggling. I I know it, you know. And he, I got him in the sauna, and I'm helping him get down. And you know, he's like, "Let me out of here." I'm like, "No, you got so much time left." He goes, "Let me out of here. I'm gonna punch you." I said, "Do you really want to do that when you're feeling the way you feel?" I said, uh, that doesn't make a lot of sense to me. And he sat back down and did the rest of the go and made weight, so it was a good time. But uh, 
<laughs> that we talk about that uh, quite often. Wait a minute, wait a minute. So Nate, who's dehydrated, emaciated. Yeah, just feeling horrible. Was He was breaking. And uh, <laughs> I didn't want to, I wasn't going to let him out of the sauna because otherwise the sweat would slow down or stop. And trying to get it going when he was as light as he was uh, would have been a tough battle. So I, I told him, you're not getting out. I said, you're going to have to get through me. <laughs> you know, and he wanted to punch me and, and uh, get out of the sauna, but, you know, I kept him in there, and he he made weight and uh, wrestled well and ended up third on, the, I believe, third uh, at and uh, made the national team that year. So it was You should have told him if he was really a man that he would have punched you. Yeah, I know. I do. I give him crap all the time about it. If you were a man, you would have hit me. Exactly. And you yeah. would have lost more weight. Because <laughs> we would have been going. <laughs> and you know what's weird about that? The best part about that story is the fact that, like, Nate is the best guy in the world. Yeah, he's so nice. He's, he's the dude. nicest guy on planet Earth. Yep. You know? But, hey, you know, that's what this will do to you. For sure. You know? It'll uh, cause people to make uh, threats, sometimes <laughs> idle threats, but whatever. <laughs> All right, well, let's wrap this up. All um, right. All right, so 59, 66, maybe touch on 71. There will be other, I don't know, hopefully noteworthy topics to cover next time. Uh, and that's it. Um, you know what? You're. Uh, this is probably going to wind up being pointless. You can follow Dennis Hall on Twitter. It's pointless. It, oh, come on. I mean, it's 2017 for crying out loud. I'm trying to fi I'll try and figure it out, but I don't post much on Twitter. Yeah, but maybe you would if you started getting traction. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I doubt it, though. What do you mean? Just being yeah. honest. Oh, come on. People are going to want to communicate with you more and more, no? Well, I don't know. If they want to commu communicate with me, you know, Facebook me. Facebook, yeah. You can't do that. Yeah, you can message me. Yeah, but you got like, I mean, don't you have, I, I, I'm not going to look it up, but you you probably have, what, thousands and uh, thousands of Facebook friends, right? I have no idea. Okay, well, if you would like, you can follow Dennis Hall on Twitter at Dennis Hall WGW. And of course, you can follow Five Point Move at the number five PT Move.